in the immortal words of Boston's own Aerosmith, it was the same old song and dance for your New England Patriots at Gillette wow. Stadium on Sunday afternoon. The Pats fall 20-17 to 17 to the Commanders. We got all the ins and outs, the ups and downs. Stay tuned. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. Thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage and hopefully your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Patriots is available on all platforms, including YouTube. So download, subscribe to, follow Locked On Patriots wherever you get your podcasts to ensure that you get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I'm your host, Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. So reach out to me and let me know what's on your mind on X at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're out there showing some social media love to Locked On Patriots, please follow our account there as well at L-O underscore Patriots. That's fans. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to, and they help you do it faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And unfortunately, Patriots fans, your New England Patriots continue their 2023 downward spiral with a 20-17 loss to the Washington Commanders at Gillette Stadium on Sunday. The Pats fall to 2-7 and seven on the season. And here today to help me break it all down, is the man who Mondays were created for here on Locked On Patriots. My good friend, the legendary Connor Murphy Fisto himself, Thomas Murphy of E2GSports.com. Thank you for coming to me today in friendship on this Monster Mad Monday, Don Murphy. I'm, uh, I'm not happy. Do I look no. happy? No, <laughs> not happy. Um, this is four. This is four one-score games that the Patriots have dropped this season, folks. Four. Uh, one score better. And we're talking about something completely different. Uh, the, the narrative is different, but it's not. It's four one-score uh, games that the Patriots could not get over the hump on. And now um, it, it's, it's almost time to start thinking about draft order and not, you know, saving face or uh, um, pride. For for mm-hmm. lack of a better word, get out there and play with some pride. I'm not I'm not happy, Michael. I, I was not mm-hmm. happy with the, you know, of course the outcome of this game. I wasn't happy with the, uh, with the the game plan that 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 went on. Uh, I, I wasn't happy with the fact that you know not enough keys were turned. Folks, we're going to get into a lot of the unturned keys in just a moment because I'm right there with you on game planning, on preparation, um, effort level from the players. Um, engagement level from the coaches. Uh, it just seemed like everything was absolutely taken from the sales of the New England Patriots yep. in Foxborough yesterday. You could even feel it and hear it in the stadium itself. There is just a, and I hate to use this term because negative connotations it has up in this area, but there is such a deflated feel 
when it comes to the New England Patriots this season. And it just, it permeates everything they do, whether it be the players on the field, whether it be the, uh, you know, the fans in the stands or whether it be people on social media, just finding, trying to find some way to be engaged with this team. And they just can't seem to do it. Patriots are two and seven for the first time, folks, since Bill Belichick's first season as head coach of the yep. New England Patriots in 2000. The Patriots are one and four at home at Gillette Stadium, not something that they're accustomed to being. They're 0 and five in non division games. They're the only NFL team without a win outside their own division. Right. These are things that are not customary for the New England Patriots. They're supposed to take care of the teams they're supposed to beat. Folks, I'm sorry. I mean no disrespect to the Washington Commanders when I say this. The Patriots were supposed to beat that team yesterday. I don't care what anyone says. This is a team that is in full sale mode, sold yep. off their top two assets to build for 2024, and they came in and they played with more heart, more fire, and they won yesterday yep. against a team that really could have started to salvage this season if they wanted to with a little bit of a soft underbelly coming up on the schedule. Murph, I agree with you. I mean, we have up here on the placard what went wrong. I ask you, my friend, why were those keys that you cut each and every week that really do, I think, lead the path to victory? Why did they remain unturned? But I, I, I honestly don't know. Um, Bill O'Brien um, completely – the first key that I cut this week was was to run the ball. And I was scared to death that with the trades that that Washington made last week, eliminating their their pass rush for lack of a better, Mac Jones was not sacked yesterday. Mm. Okay, it's a good. Point. Um, I'm not sure the pressure rates or, or whatnot. Mac Jones was not sacked yesterday, but I I wanted this team to establish the run and establish it early, and once again they did not do that. Um, this sets up everything, especially where Mac uh, makes his hay across the middle. All right. Mac making does not make hay throwing balls to the left, to the left hash mark. Okay. Um, I, mm. I never want to see Mac Jones throw a ball to the left-hand side of the football field again. Just, just mm. eliminate it. Yeah. Um, it. It was, it was gone awful. It, it, it was, it was, it, it was what I feared O'Brien was going to do was let Mac drop back and sling it and try to prove a point. And that's that's not what football is about. You don't play football with, you know, you play football up here, okay? And and that's not what the Patriots did yesterday with their game plan. I think the Patriots came into this game yesterday, Murph, feeling that with the loss of Montez Sweat and yep. with the loss of Chase Young, yep. this team was vulnerable with the pass rush. They weren't going to be able to generate that same type of electricity getting after the quarterback. It looked like the New England Patriots entered this game counting on that and that alone. Mm -hmm. This is still a team that's surrendering over 117 yards per game on the ground coming yep. into this game. I haven't seen coming the adjusted in. numbers yet, folks. Coming into this game, they're 21st in the league. That is an area where the New England Patriots could have exploited and could have made this, this game a little bit easier and thrived, like Murph said. Murph, I completely agree with you. That is a key that absolutely had to be turned. And you saw the benefits of getting the running game going when you have a pass to set it up or vice versa. Perfect example is the Ramondre Stevenson 64-yard touchdown run. That was set up by a very nice connection between Mac and Juju Smith-Schuster. 20 yards, diving catch, everything looked like it was going well. And all of a sudden, out of the RPO comes Ramondre Stevenson, and he right. takes it to the house for 64 yards and breaks it. I understand, folks, that that's an anomaly, and those types of moments don't happen every play. But that is where you need to be 
mindful if you're a New England Patriots coach on the offensive side of the ball. You need to be utilizing that run because it opens up play action. It allows guys to be able to hit their targets, and it gives Mac more time. He had the time yesterday. He was not under pressure or duress uh, the way he normally is. You're right, save for the um, roughing the passer call. <laughs> right. That was uh, nullified. Um, that was, I guess, you know, you can make the argument that that was a sack. Some may make the argument that the correct call was made, but bottom line, that was nullified. There was no sacks registered on the official stat sheet yesterday. So you have to give credit where credit is due to the offensive line, especially with Connor McDermott coming in in place of an injured right. Trent Brown. Um, this team could have been very vulnerable to be able to open up a lot. The Patriots looked like they had a plan to stop the pass rush or at least be able to contain it, but they had no answer to be able to get the running game going. I think that no, was a, a, an egregious part of what this team does and and it's it's difficult it's really really difficult to, you to just, even think about that yeah you can just take a look at time of possession yesterday mm-hmm. all right the patriots have to control time of possession and it was 37 minutes oh more than 37 minutes that the commanders the the washington commanders held this ball mm-hmm. and um the patriots just had 22 22 minutes of uh of uh of possession on the offensive side. And it just wasn't enough. It, it just mm. wasn't enough. And this is the one re- one place that they could have uh, definitely um, uh, exploited uh, Washington and, and even that number up. Because if even, even at an even 50, 50 split, I think the Patriots end up winning this game. And mm. uh, we haven't even gone, we haven't even talked about uh, third down yet. Locked on listeners, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster. And here's the best part, folks, for free. You will not believe how easy it is to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs until you try it. Just make sure to add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, absolutely. And that was my next question for you, because that's one thing that I said here on Thursday when I spoke with David Harrison, host of Locked On Commanders, and we each gave our essential to victory. What has to happen in order for a team to be victorious? And I made my point very clear about the New England Patriots. They have to win the battles on third down. They were one for nine the week before. Again, the New England Patriots just not getting the job done in the clutch when the moment counts. Uh, Murph, this to me, I think, is a full team effort. Mac Jones is not getting the job done to get the ball across. Receivers, obviously, are not doing the job that they need to do of either getting open or putting themselves in position to get the ball. 
it's just a mess on offense right now. I know we're hopping on offense, folks, but it was just it was that bad, and it continues to be that bad for the yeah, New England Patriots. I'll flip it over to the other side. What, what were the commanders? Like nine of seventeen on third down. Mm. Nine of seventeen. One of those was a third and twenty-three. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Junior was going back there and throwing up lob passes, and there was nobody there to get it. I tweeted yesterday that the difference in this game right now is the fact that that he has wide receivers that will go and get the ball, and flipping it back over, the Patriots don't. Okay, sure. they just don't. They don't have guys that 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 fight for the ball. I mean, they, granted, you could you can um, come down and uh, and say that. Um, Oh, oh God! Why am Why am at a complete loss right now? Um, that that uh, Jalen Ragor made a good defensive play when Mac Jones turned him into a DB down there on a long throw that was underthrown to again to the left hand side of the field. Mm-hmm. But other than that, um, he he doesn't have the guys that are fighting for the ball. And this is no knock on Demario Douglas, who had a very good game yesterday yeah. again. All right. Um, but other than that, uh, Tyquan Thornton, he's not fighting for balls. Um, Juju Smith Schuster is he had had, you know, did not fight for that that last ball. He did not pull in that last third down uh, third down pass that that Mac threw to him that that I thought was was kind of an ill advised throw, considering how many people were around him and his uh, his um, uh, history here this season. But uh, on second watch, you know, that was a ball that he should have had. That was yeah. a ball that Mac threw in there. And we get on Mac an awful lot for not throwing the ball hard enough, not having the arm. He zipped that ball in there. Junior just couldn't handle it. Mm. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that because the initial reaction to that, I think, was so visceral from Patriots hands. Why is he throwing that? Apparently, uh, the Fox broadcast had a little bit of a problem with Mac Jones throwing the ball. But when you look at what he did, you're down three points, less than 30 seconds to go. It's not a situation where you can run the ball or try a screen or a no. flicker or something that's going to be trickery here. You have to advance the ball and attempt to get the first down. That would have done it, folks. You get that, all of a sudden, it sets you up for field goal range, and at the worst, you're looking at the potential to be able to tie it, maybe even take a shot at the end zone. Unfortunately, uh, the New England Patriots just weren't able to get the uh, the job done. The ball went through Juju's hands. Uh, Give him a lot of credit for taking the lion's share of the credit. He stood at his locker yesterday, basically said, look, that was a catchable ball. It's on me. And, you know, we move forward uh, very uh, unlike what we saw about two or three weeks ago uh, when Mac had a similar situation with Devontae Parker. This is going it's, it, this continues to be a familiar yet fatally flawed formula yep. that the New England Patriots are putting out. And it's leading to losses and those losses keep piling up. And lastly, is you know, we're still talking about what went wrong. The Patriots had four <laughs> special teams penalties yesterday. Mm, four. Thank you. What what the ever loving hell is going on here that they had they they put up four special teams penalties and and this is something that that Bill Belichick has talked about for so long and has been a hat hanger on him is winning and excelling in all three phases of the game and special teams has just been a mess it's just mm. been awful yeah all really year has. long. Yeah, really has. You're talking about the face With the exception mask. of the kickers. With the exception yeah. <laughs> of the, 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 the drafted kickers. The kids yeah, are doing their job. They are doing their job. Right. 
It's everybody Absolutely. else that Bill keeps mm. paying to bring back here, whether it's a whether it's a missed long snap or or a, a face mask penalty or wherever all season long. You can point to this unit being a weakness in New England, and that is something that has never happened before. Yeah. Well, no, with, I can't say that because they were a mess last year. No, I was just going to say last yeah. year, dead last in DVOA, yep. defense adjusted value over average, folks. This year, 29th. Yep. So you're not talking about a an exponential growth like we were supposed to see with the additions of Chris Board, with the return of Cody Davis, uh, with the return of Joe Judge into that lineup and, and coaching right. and being there with Cameron Ashford and being able to provide this team with that veteran savvy, that veteran leadership that they've been lacking. Uh, they continue to be fundamentally unsound. And it's something that is so unlike your New England Patriots, folks. Brendan Schooler, the face mask, the holding penalties. Now, I understand with the holding. I know Brendan was upset with that call. He was obviously, you know, heated. You could see that on the sidelines. Um, the Mac Wilson call, I still think, is pretty egregious. I did not agree with that. I still don't yeah. see where he was off sides. No. Um, Bill Belichick actually was asked about that on Monday morning. Uh, said a little more than he usually does about the, uh, the officials. Generally, Bill deflects those questions. You can't, on even, that. You can't even be in a position he, to allow that call to be made. Thank you. That's the point. That's exactly that's the point the that point. needs to be made here. The fact that in between those holding and face mask calls of uh, Brendan Schooler, that Mac Wilson call with 2.41 remaining in the fourth quarter on yep. fourth and two, it brought the Washington offense back on the field. You cannot yep. do that when you need every tick of the clock and every available snap to make sure that you're putting yourself in a position to win that game. You're down three. It's a one-score game to take a four-point lead, and all of a sudden, we're having a completely different narrative here on Melancholy Monday, on Monster Mad Monday. All of a sudden, it becomes a victory Monday. That's how intricate some of these moves and some of these um, you know, breaks that are not breaking the Patriots' right. way are going. But bottom line, they're not putting themselves in position to take advantage of the breaks. And when they're available, Patriots are just not taking them at all. So... Uh, you're in New England Patriots are uh, circling the drain right now and uh, in a long here, time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just while we're here, before we move off of what went wrong and game planning and where the hell was Farrell Brown yesterday? I can't yeah, believe I'm you. asking this question. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's, he's been one of your most, it goes back to, to game planning and letting, letting Max sling it and him not being on the field as much. Um, but still, this man did not see a single target yesterday. I'm not sure how many snaps he was on the field for. And he has been one of your most consistent pass catchers, move the chain guys, for the past three or four weeks. And, and Grant, he's somebody in off the streets. What are you trying to do, Bill? Are, are you trying to prove a point with, with Mike Kosicki? Is that what you're doing? He, he caught a touchdown pass, and now we've got to get him in the game all the time? No, Farrell Brown is the better ball player. He fits the system. Get him in the game. Mm. Farrell Brown, seven offensive snaps yesterday, folks. Uh, Twelve on special teams. Uh, a very limited level of work for Farrell Brown. Uh, Mike Kosecki as opposed to 55. Uh, Bill yeah. Belichick referred to him last night and again this morning as, quote-unquote, the fifth receiver uh, on this team. So maybe that was the reason for the look. Uh, but bottom line, uh, I know Farrow is someone that has made things happen, especially in chunk play situations. You've got to give him more looks. Now, the only way I give that a pass, Murph, is he was on the injured list throughout the week. He did right. miss you know, practice. He was uh, you know, limited in his practices. He had a back injury. So 
if that's the case, then I, I do kind of give that a pass. But if he's healthy enough to go, you no, got to give him more. If than you're healthy months. enough to suit up, and that's been mm. the, that's been the mantra here for 25 years. Mm. If you are Good healthy point. enough to suit up, then you're healthy enough to be out there for yeah. every single play. Otherwise, you shouldn't be suited up. Yeah, without question. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And look at folks, once again, look at yeah. that. Look at that. <laughs> That's you're giving Murph wrinkles. This is not good here. This is not good. It just it really is. It's dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria, and um, all kidding aside, it really is last place in the AFC at two and seven. Uh, no light at the end of the tunnel is visible no. anytime soon, Murph. It's a long, dark, and winding road. And the Patriots have an overseas international trip coming up. Murph, we're going to be discussing that later this week, but we're going to keep our focus on the Commanders game uh, yesterday, Murph, because even though we've talked about all the doom and gloom, and there has been a lot of doom and gloom, there were some bright spots on the field yesterday. We're going to talk about the limited bright spots for the Patriots, and we're also going to answer, I think, the most common mailbag question that we've been getting now for the last two weeks. And folks, we put our own individual, we put our own individual twist on it. Are Mac Jones and Bill Belichick still wartime consiglieres? We're going to answer those questions and more when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues, a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On listeners, score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. And folks, there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-under, and so much more. And with your New England Patriots headed to Frankfurt, Germany for an international matchup with the Indianapolis Colts, you're definitely going to want to make this week a whole lot more fun and maybe even a bit more interesting with our good friends over at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season in style. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Patriots fans, thank you once again for joining us here today on Locked On Patriots and for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. And of course, folks, it is hashtag Monster Mad Monday. It is hashtag Mailbag Monday. And we did dip into the mailbag and we're taking your most popular question of the week in just a moment. But it's Locked On Murph Monday, folks. That's what makes it all worthwhile. The losses, the melancholy attitudes, the angst, all of that, all made better by my guest today, the legendary Connor Murphy Fisto himself, Thomas Murphy. Murphy, we talked about all of the bad, and there was a lot of bad on the field yesterday for the New England Patriots, but there were some silver linings to take from the field in Foxborough yesterday. It was maybe one of their most disappointing losses, but it wasn't their most devastating loss. We've seen a couple of those this year where the Patriots looked absolutely futile from start to finish and just couldn't do anything right. There were a couple of bright spots yesterday. When you looked at this game, was there anything that you took away saying, you know what, Patriots had a terrible game, but this guy looked pretty good? Juwan Bentley, um, 10 solo tackles, 13 altogether, two sacks. Um, God Chow had a, had, a, had a good game, uh, nine tackles. Dietrich Wise, you know, it was a wise decision there too. Um, and Kyle Duggar. 
you know, everything mm. that I'm saying here is on is on the defensive side of the ball. I understand that. And I mean, you could you can go in with with Pop Douglas, who had a, who had a nice game, uh, had five catches on seven targets. Even Schuster, you know, he caught six balls out of seven. And, um, you know, of course, the the um, the rushing game, um, Ramondre, uh, nine carries for 87 yards. But you, you've got to, you know, kind of mitigate that with the 64 yard uh, run, which was beautiful, it was just beautiful. Mm. Ramondre looked, you know, fantastic. And um, so, yeah, so that's that's where that's where I'm hanging my hat this week is on the defensive side of the ball. Um, whether you like it or not, whether a loss or not, they held this team to, to 20 um, to 20 points. And they they gave the, this this anemic offense uh, several different chances to win this ball game. They kept them in it after going down 10 to nothing. And um, granted, uh you know, Washington did score another 10 points in the third quarter, but they held them, you know, scoreless in the fourth and mm. uh, and and put put Mac in in position to to, you know, get his second uh, come come from behind win. And he just he couldn't do it. I'll give you another one and I'll raise you Jelani Tavai, who I think oh, could have had yeah. the play of the game, folks. I still yep. think it was the top defensive play of the game. And I mean yep. that with all respect. Kyle Duggar, who I thought his interception was great. That was a little more on Sam Howell. I don't know where Sam right. was throwing that ball. Sam would be the first to admit it. He said it after yeah. the game. That was the worst mm. throw he's made as a pro. And I'll take his word on that. I haven't seen Sam's uh, you know, throwing history extensively because the Patriots just don't play the commanders right. all that often. But that was his first forced fumble, meaning Jelani Tavai, as a New England mm-hmm. Patriot. He did come in with three coming from the Detroit Lions. But jars the ball loose. Did it against Brian Robinson, which is big. That's that's right. their you know that's their guy to control and secure the football. Devin Godchow heads up move, calls on it at the Washington 25 yard line. That helps set up the Patriots' yep. first scoring drive. Mac needed three plays to get the Patriots into the uh, the end zone, including a 14 yard pass from Mac Jones to Hunter Henry, which I thought was a great pass, a great yeah, catch by Hunter, and that really I think gave the Patriots some life. It gave them their spark. It actually buoyed them to getting the Ramondre Stevenson touchdown drive yeah. just, a, just a couple of drives later. So it really did set up a lot for the Patriots, save for a couple of bad moves here and there. That could have ended up being the play that we're all talking about today, saying that turned the tide. Did that really give the Patriots hope that they can maybe w- rattle off a couple of victories in a row and salvage what has been a poor season now all of a sudden we're talking about it as a silver lining and it's almost like a what if you know situation yeah and it's sad because i thought jelani had a good game yesterday uh six total tackles on the day and uh, again just that linebacker in the middle part of that defense that just does it all whenever you need to dial his number up he just seems to be there in the right Right. place at the right time so uh want to give a little love to him it's been a tough year especially with you know his native uh, hawaii and the, the the wildfires that were down there and a lot of the struggles that he's had, um, you know, keeping things, uh, you know, professionally and personally yeah. on and the actually, heel. And Great the grief guy. that he, the, and the grief that Bill took for for bringing him back. Yeah, a lot of people exactly. didn't want him brought back. A lot of people right. questioned his contract. You know, that's right. a guy that Bill looked at and said he could be a very good fit here right. in New England, and he has been, uh, and he's been everything is added. And the thing he's is, he's supposed star. to be here as depth. He's not exactly. supposed to be here as a playmaker, as somebody who. Does. This is a depth guy that's going out there and getting it done on a um, on on a basis 
where he's he's playing a lot more than than anybody thought that he would be or should be. Yeah, absolutely. So well Except said. Except maybe Bill. <laughs> well, Murph, I think that leads us quite nicely into our final question for today. And folks, yes, yep. it is hashtag Mailbag Monday. So we are diving into the mailbag. And overwhelmingly throughout the past couple of weeks, the main question has been, is Max still the guy? Is Bill Belichick still the guy? Are there jobs on the hot seat? Do the Patriots need to clear house and eliminate both of them? A lot of that is speculative fodder that really works well for the, you know, for the masses. Social yep. media makes for good arguments and back and forth. It definitely makes for great topics on terrestrial radio. It makes for great topics here on podcasts just like this one. But Bottom line, Murph, the New England Patriots have serious problems to solve. They need serious yep. people to solve them. Until this point, very few, if any, would argue that Bill Belichick was well-suited to take whatever was thrown his way. He was the guy that could fix it. It may take him a while. He may make some mistakes along the way. But most people believe that Bill Belichick was absolutely the right guy to spearhead what now needs to be a, a complete rebuild. So right. I ask you. As Michael Corleone would say to Tom Hagen, are Mac Jones and Bill Belichick still this team's wartime consigliere? Um, that's a fantastic question, and and you it was it was given to me in a in a in a fantastic way, and and my my view is still yes, okay, mm -hmm. because it, it comes down to the capos, it comes down to the capo regimes. I, I think there there needs to be a house cleaning in the coaching staff. Uh, we we need a new uh, wide receivers coach. I believe we need a new offensive line coach. And quite frankly, some soldiers would be nice. Um, I, I never thought that I in in my entire life that I would be jealous of a quarterback that had Johan Dotson to throw to. Mm. All right, but I am. Uh, we need a Terry McLaurin on this team. Uh, those are the guys that are out there, uh, the button men that are on the street. And, mm -hmm. uh, and that's what the Patriots need is a few more button men and <laughs> a, a few, uh, and a, and a few capos that, that are, uh, a little more street savvy than the ones that are here now. Mm. We definitely yeah, need well new said. special teams coaches. Mm. Very done. well said. Done. And, and folks, you know Murph and I, the affinity that we have for the Godfather, and anyone who's seen the original Godfather knows that you know we're pulling from Michael Colleone's decision to move to Nevada. Not right. very popular among no. his soldiers. They didn't like it at the time, but the Don trusted him. Michael knew what his plan was all along. Yeah. It was whether or not people were willing to yeah. go that Carlos extra Carlos got to go. Absolutely. And and Michael knew that Tom Hagen was not the type of consigliere nope. he needed to make that type of move. So that's the decision that Don Robert Kraft needs to make right now. Is Bill Belichick his wartime consigliere? Is he the guy that's going to be capable of helping and facilitating that move? Because if you're thinking long-term future here for the New England Patriots, folks, there is no one that holds Bill Belichick in a higher regard than Mervyn myself here. We've watched him for 20 years build an empire here in New England. Anyone telling you different is pushing a narrative or they're just not willing to see the forest from the trees. This guy is right. a legend, a Hall of Famer, and deserves all of the accolades he's gotten until this point. But he's not part of the long-term solution no. here in New England. So if you're talking long-term and you're talking a bridge to that next level, is Bill Belichick still the guy? Or is it the right time to tell Bill, 
you're no longer a wartime console year. I'm, Things I'm, might I'm get rough folks the move right now. Everybody, everybody that is is out there screaming, and I mean screaming, for Mike Vrabel to come in here and fix what's he's not doing it. He's not. Mm-hmm. Mike Vrabel, I'm sorry. Mike Vrabel has had everything that you people are screaming Bill Belichick needs to to have. Mm-hmm. He's played in the AFC South his entire coaching career, mm-hmm. and uh, he hasn't gotten it done. He's had no. all those weapons. He's what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, let's 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 face it. I mean, Mike Vrabel sitting in Robert Kraft's box a couple of weeks ago, and all of the camaraderie that was felt during his yep. induction ceremony weekend. It almost kind of made like a very nice little narrative that you knew the public was just going to sink its teeth into. Always look at these matters with an objective point of view. Remember where this information is coming from and then determine as to whether or not there's any validity behind it. Bottom line, I'm not saying that Bill Belichick does not deserve to be on the hot seat. He absolutely does. A two and seven, any coach would be. But when you start talking about potential successors and saying, oh, yeah, the crafts have automatically picked out the guy they want. Again, folks, take a step back and just understand where some of these reports are coming from. And I think you'll see them in a different light. But it is very difficult to believe that the crafts would allow something like that to come out, especially with the reverence that I know for a fact that they still hold Bill Belichick with. Right. Whether there is a rift or a fissure in that relationship, that's still to be seen. But there is still an awful lot of mutual respect between both sides. I don't think they'd let it get like this this quickly. So. Just to circle yeah. back, and four four games, one score. Mm. Okay, and I've said it a million times. Look at the look at the attrition that this team has gone through in the past five years. Okay, mm. you have you've arguably lost four, three Hall of Famers, three Pro Football Hall of Famers. Okay, and Brady, and Gronkowski, and whether you believe it or not, Stefan Gilmore, and six. Patriots Hall of Famers. Those three, then you want to add in um, Hightower, you want to add in um, in Edelman, and you can add in uh, uh, Devin McCourty. Mm, okay, absolutely. that's the attrition. Not not even counting the coaching. Mm. Okay, which seventy percent of has gone out the out the window over that five year period when there was always somebody there that had worked their way up to step right in, and that hasn't happened. Um, I'm not ready to give up on Bill Belichick. Like I said, four games, one score. Let's see what happens. Let's let's see what happens in this trade. Do not go. I, I'm already talking about the draft. Do not go chasing <laughs> the next quarterback again with that top pick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Give this kid an offensive line and give this kid some weapons to work with that he can count on. And I know that's saying a lot, you know, to bring in rookies and do this type of thing. But I think it's there. I think mm-hmm. it's there. This team just needs to play a little bit smarter. The coaching staff needs to be a little bit better, and um, and things will turn around. I, I, they, this would be a, a really good day if there were five more score, four more scores in in the Patriots' ledger this year. Just a little little less red. Bottom line, Murph, it always is interesting uh, to look at the future. It's always interesting yep. to project what the future might look like. You know what you have. You never right. know what you're going to get. The grass may look greener on the other side for right now. But again, I think Bill Belichick has earned the right to let's right. see what this looks like after a full season. If this is still a complete dumpster fire and these guys are imploding like you can't imagine, then, exactly. the, then the crafts have no other alternative right. but to pull plug because look, even the best around, sometimes are ignored. <laughs> yep. Look around the league, folks. 
the Rams are not what they were three years ago, mm-hmm. and they're not going to be anytime soon. Um, Buffalo is regressing year after mm-hmm. year. Go look at Miami, which everybody's throwing up for their their amazing, uh, innovative offense. They haven't that that kid hasn't beaten a five hundred team. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's he's sure. they're winning the games they're definitely supposed to, but he's not winning the games that he's not. So the 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 key for the the Patriots is just just playing when they're at five hundred. Mm, <laughs> absolutely, you know. It, it, but it, it's 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 very difficult to get to the top. It's also very, it, but it's even more difficult to stay there. Let let the let's get the roof on the building before we before we uh, tear it down. Mm, very okay. well said. There, there might th- be some new plumbers needed, you know, to mm. to finish things off. Some finished carpenters to come in, but th- the groundwork's there. Yeah. Okay, just just hire me to run the draft. That's it. Murph for director of player personnel in Foxborough. I'll tell you, I really I can get behind that. I know you all can as there well. You go. Folks, thank you so much for dropping us all of those lines over the course of the last week or so, asking questions about Bill Belichick, Mac Jones. Again, folks, our opinion, it does not make it right. It does not make it gospel. We want to hear what you have to say as well, because believe me, there is just as valid of an argument to move on. And we love to hear your feedback. As long as it's respectful, folks, it definitely falls on positive ears. And we love interacting with you. So please continue to do so. All of you everydayers out there that take time out of your busy schedule, not just to drop us a line, but to make Locked On Patriots daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Nothing warms my heart more. And I know I can speak for my good friend right here on the other side of the screen. Before I let you go today, bud, please let everyone know where they can reach out to you, where they can interact with you, and what we can look forward to coming from the great pen of Thomas Murphy in the coming week, bud. Well, since it's down there and the birdie is gone, you know, you can follow me on X at TMurf207. I like to call it <laughs> Zitter. Um, of course, you can read anything that I've got going on over at E2G e2g.com a lot of uh, Red Sox stuff coming out over the next couple of weeks and as to how I want to fix this team absolutely folks and with Craig Breslow in the house you know he's going to be keeping a very sharp eye on what Murph has to say if he knows anything about Red Sox baseball you know he's going to be able to go and to do that so definitely check out what the man is doing I always recommend it anytime he puts Voice the microphone or pen to paper. It's always optimal listening and reading content. And you won't go wrong anytime Murph's name is attached to something that you're reading or viewing. And folks, once again, I thank each and every one of you, all of you everydayers, casual listeners, and all of you first timers out there checking out Locked On Patriots. I appreciate you. I thank you for taking time out of your schedule to join us. I remind you to join us here each and every day on the Locked On Podcast Network on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. On behalf of my good friend, Thomas Murphy, I am Mike DeBate telling you to stay safe and to stay well and to be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you back here again tomorrow on Locked on Patriots. More Pharaoh. Walk like Let it be written. Let it be done. Let it be done.